Monday, March 6th at 5 p.m. And since I'm at a distance, I will now turn the chairing of the meeting over to Deputy Mayor Ford. Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, just so that everybody's aware now, I will not be allowed to make motions and uh, the Mayor, Mayor Manzer will be able to. So, uh, CAO Miller, is there any ad additions or deletions to the agenda? None so, Deputy Ford, Mayor Ford. Would anybody care to make a motion to Councillor Good moves that Council adopt the March 6, 2023 Governance and Priorities Committee meeting agenda as presented. All in favor? My words exactly. In favor. And next, number item number three, we have the adoption of minutes from the Governments and Priorities meeting from February 6th of 2023. Is there any amendments that need to be made? as presented so uh, Councillor Scammerhorn makes that motion all in favor in favor that's carried uh, next is uh, item number four we happen to have a couple of members from our community in the public so at this time is there any comments from the public Yeah, so they're on the they're part but of the anything, presentation. This is your opportunity for anything else. Have at it, Okay, seeing none, uh, we'll move on to presentations. And is there any presentation, CAO? No, I have nothing, thank you. Uh, item number six, review of bylaws and policies. And the first one is the grants to group policy. And uh, we'll be speaking to this. like Director Bell. Uh, 
Um, this was a linkage to some of the terminology around travel. So there could be a linkage there. Um, also, there was a discussion, a heavy discussion, around representation through jerseys and some of the activities that we've had requests for in the past. So that was, it's a proposed removal um, for your further direction. Under section five, um, adjusted some of the wording because the policy was very explicit in stating it had $50,000 allocated. Um, as councils approved this 2023 operating budget of 35,000. We could lead in the wording of 50, but you might want to, if the suggestion is to adjust the wording so that your annual budget process becomes the, um, the point in time that you make that decision of what is actually allocated to the policy. Uh, section six, the funding categories. Um, quite frankly, I simplified this section a little bit. I, I removed the travel because that was one of the conversations at previous meetings to remove uh, the opportunity for community groups to apply for travel outside of the community. It sort of went against some of the basis of the original program. Um, section 10, the, uh, oh, what did I change here? So annual funding stream was removed. It wasn't working. That annual funding component was great in theory to have groups actually apply to us the year prior to their event. They weren't. So instead of maybe having a component that really wasn't being utilized, this is just a suggestion to remove that component. Um, then we had a conversation around capital and right now the policy is fairly silent on capital. So silence also gives um, you an opportunity to um, fund capital. So we could be more explicit in the policy by adding terminology around capital. I did do that for your discussion purposes this evening, uh, but if we do put in wording around capital, it is recommended that we put some sort of cap on the capital. Sorry, I just couldn't resist. Um, a maximum amount of some sort, whatever that number might look like, 2005, 7, 10, whatever it is. Um, because if we leave it too broad, you have the potential for one or two applications or even one application and, and your entire budget is gone. But that is an option if, if you'd like it to remain open so that you do have the option of um, awarding your entire budget to one capital project uh, by a community group. Um, the other component that I do provide for a um, question of conversation this evening is operating. Um, again, it's not explicit in the policy that we fund operating or not fund operating. The uh, wording of the intent of the policy leans heavily towards, much more towards community events, activities, projects, not clearly stating that operating is or is not eligible. Um, in looking at some other uh, policies within other municipalities, they're very explicit if it's in or if it's out. So it's a suggestion and a topic for conversation for council's feedback tonight. So that's my quick overview. Thank you, Director Bell. We'll open it up to uh, council for questions and uh, I'd like to start with uh, Mayor Manzer, who's out in virtual world tonight. Thank you. So um, 
I would, uh, of the questions asked, I would like operating to be out. I, I think that um, gets groups to think uh, uh, differently if operating is in, and I would prefer that they handle their own stuff like that. However, for capital, I can see putting that in um, distinctly, and uh, my thought on that would be to limit it to the $5,000 um, because we only have 35, and if it gets too much, it eliminates other groups from uh, having any opportunity at all. So I'd, I'd say a little bit, 5,000. Um, it doesn't build a building, but it does um, give some of the smaller groups some opportunity for help in that event. And I would like um, the events portion to be um, uh, emphasized that it's mainly for events that are happening in the town of Peace River. <clears throat> and I'll stop there. Is there any other questions from council? Um, Mayor Manzer, is that 5,000 per ask or 5,000 of the 35 for capital? Just now that would be a good question. So I would say 5,000 per ask. So there could be seven asks and they all go to capital if that was the will of council, but just because one group uh, gets in there first with their uh, capital request should not eliminate somebody else later in the year. And also speaking to that, uh, Director Bill, um, it's still divided into quarters, kind of? Yeah, I, I did remove uh, any sort of allocation per quarter. So okay. you do have the potential with the proposed policy as it sits to allocate the entirety of the budget within that first quarter if you choose or we can also spread it out so we based on your direction we could absolutely break up the the allocated amount by quarter we could do it annually we could leave it open so that it, you can pick and choose the options are many councillor good okay. uh, more of a question um, leading up to a point, I guess, the, what is defined, we don't have definitions here. Correct. And operational and capital. Capital to me means you're putting money into a thing. That would be like a, a, a water, a water tank, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't mean um, anything other than it, than a thing so it doesn't go to people but a lot of times the grants <coughs> the grants are being asked that they're not really offered because an operational to me means the management of the organization etc so there's that least, kind of yeah. there's yeah. that kind of a group uh, or I think we have to define that kind of gray area in between if we're there to, to subsidize the staff of the organization or whatever to my mind that's operational expenses um, buying them typewriters, whatever. But there are there are expenses that can be occurred on an on an event that don't really cover a thing. They would cover people. And I would recommend that we define <coughs> operating 
and then it leaves those other components open related, the expenses related to an event, because your staffing costs related to a special event, a major event. Are different than Absolutely. your operate than your standard Correct. operational. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying I yeah. having the division in just those two terms to me doesn't give me an answer to the question I might have. Yeah. And I think it also doesn't allow a grant to a part of an organization to come and say without doing a lot of creative bookkeeping on their part yeah. to move funds into an area to make it work for our program. I'm not sure that's what we're trying to do is to force that. I think we're trying to say we're not going to cover your the, the normal operation of your of your group. But when you're bringing in events, there, there are added costs, there are added things you might want to put in that we would be willing to look at. So I think I'd, I'd like to see some definitions around that sure. that clarifies that. Absolutely. And that, given that, that answers my question if we get that. Perfect. Okay. Is there any other uh, questions or comments from Council? Mr. Scanlon? Um I like the limit to capital per ask. I would also wonder if we could discuss a reasonable point to limit capital for the whole fund as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You could, previously we had uh, one of the other changes financially that uh, you'll see in the markings uh, in the draft version, there was an allocation of the grant to the two different categories. In the end, operationally, we weren't necessary. There was no real purpose to that. However, if we add capital, you could easily do a max amount. Forty. I would put percentages because we don't have right. uh, a true budgeted amount per se. If we remove that from the policy and just put in a uh, a standard statement around council's annual budgeting process, and we put in a 30, 40 percent maximum amount of that operating budget is, is used for capital or allocated for capital asks or 40% seem like a reasonable like division with their quite honestly it's a bit of a guess yeah um, I guess it would be kind of like up to the group I suppose if, yeah. if anyone else wanted to wait yeah. the other thing yeah. um, if we're scoring these submissions I would like to see capital capital requests that allow for events to be held be scored higher than than other states. So for example, um, if someone were making a capital request for a sound system to support, or say for example, um, the inflatable finish line that supports the continuation of events that attract oh, people, I'd like to see that score higher than something like, um, we need a trailer to haul our stuff. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So any sort of capital, and we did, you know, the inflatable yeah. is probably and the best example. And that was a multi-group ask. Yeah. And, and the reason I like yeah. that is because, of, I mean, one thing that we do like to do with these dollars is leverage them as much as possible for, for bringing other people to town to spend money and drive the economy a little bit for promotion for us and getting our brand out there, you know, and, and you know, and supporting the, the, the group, you know, so we're kind of tripling our money on that. So so my preference for capital is if, if those could be scored higher when they support an event as opposed to just something the group needs. Sort of staying in line with the original intent of the policy. Yes. Yeah. 
Is there any other uh, questions or comments from council? I got one. I have one. Whenever. Oh, yeah, Mr. Wojciech. Um, on the final report here, is it possible to get a little more detail? Like, say, somebody sure. says they're going to be um, serving 400 people, and then can we get the actual numbers and stuff? So when we look at the end of the yep. year, we can actually see how many people we serve through these grants. It would be yes. nice to know because. Uh, I know when we did the library one, when they came back and let us know how many people we actually served with that little bit of money, that was that was really nice to know. So. Mayor Manzer. Um, switching topics slightly with respect to how many times a year, um, I would like to propose that maybe it be uh, uh, every four months. So in other words, three times a year, but at the same time, um, have some limitations on how much money can be given out each um, each four months because the ones at the tail end of the year should have some opportunity for some funding, the same as the ones at the beginning of the year. So my suggestion is three times a year rather than four, just because, um, quite frankly, I think in terms of admin time and group time getting these things in, um, four months is maybe a little more doable in three months is my yeah. opinion but yeah no that that's great feedback too because four months the turnaround's pretty quick um i mean three months quarter four months would be give us everyone a little more breathing room yeah 25 <laughs> is that percentage <laughs> is there any other comments or questions from council Mr. Scamore? A potentially a limitation of 40% per third would prevent us from spending it all. But if we had a good ask or a number of good asks at the beginning of the year, we wouldn't be too limited on the amount that we could do. Because if we just went third, 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 you know, some quarter, some, some thirds of the year might give, you know, better asks than others. Yeah. So I would. I agree with the idea of limiting per session, but it shouldn't be definitely equal just to give us some breathing room in case something could be really amazing that and we would miss out on or whatever. We can put some wording in um, that provides a little flexibility and allows for carryover too. So if you're not expending that first quarter's amount that it does carry forward, it's not lost or gone, Yeah. which I believe the current policy, I'd have to go back in the, the wording on it, but yeah. Okay. yeah. Any other comments or questions? Okay, seeing none. Uh, Mayor, manager, just for, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, um, so on, on the form, uh, the uh, contribution from the town in kind, is there going to be a guesstimate as to the actual dollar value of that on, on some of this, someplace or rather? Yeah. At um, the end of the, I don't know, project we, or something? Yeah, we, we within the application, we do ask if there's an in-kind request that one, it comes to administration first so that we can assess whether or not an in-kind contribution can, can actually be made before submitting the application. So that will be one of our screening techniques. If there is an in-kind request within the application, we'll verify that 
they've made the proper request through whichever department that comes from. And then from there, we can make sure that, um, let's say it's a public works request, um, uh, Alberta Pond Hockey is the one that comes to mind for, is it staff time? For staff time and equipment usage. So we can put some, some general costs around that, which then they could include within their application. So then the town is also receiving uh, that credit, as it were, for that in-kind contribution. Okay, any other comments or questions? Okay, seeing none. Uh, Mayor Manager, just so that uh, you're aware, we do have uh, Mr. Dave Van Tamlin and Mr. Brent Rostat in the gallery this evening. And so my next question is... I've got a firm view of them. They're sitting right over Tammy's shoulder there. Oh, that's good. They're even smiling once in a while. <laughs> So my next question is CAO Miller, um, according to the procedure bylaw, am I, can I jump to, I, I do believe they're here for item one under new business. Can I jump to that item now so we're not keeping them here for the next three hours if that's how long the next two items go? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, that would be a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, um, we're going to jump to new business item number one, uh, Rotary Club item capital project proposal, and who's speaking to this? Perfect. I'll speak to it, but I would invite them to come on up and, and join me up here. You can roll up another chair, too. Dave's playing shy. Yeah. This is your backup. So maybe, Brad, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to the... I think we're recording? Yes. yes, we are. Perfect. My name is Brent Rostad. I'm uh, president of the uh, local Rotary Club, which has been in the town of Peace River for 71 years. This wow. Thanks. And hence the report before you this evening, we're talking about their 75th anniversary coming up. Um, council would be this is not the first conversation unfortunately we've had about this or fortunately um, depends on your perspective we've looked at a number of different projects within the community for the Rotary Club to put their ingenuity and passion and good fundraising efforts behind um, the last project we were looking at was 12 foot Davis events park there was all sorts of great win-wins there unfortunately that bridge is holding us up from being able to proceed on that particular project. Um, the, the bridge, whatever that looks like for repairs, maintenance, um, replacement, it's not working in the timeline that the Rotary Club needs to be able to work within to see some success at the other end of this idea of developing a, a solid plan so that they can take that plan forward to the community and start doing some fundraising and some, some enthusiasm behind the project so we've come back to the table again and I'm, I'm running out of good projects but we landed on uh, another really good one um, again within the downtown area which I think is a win-win for everyone community rotary and the downtown area the old side of the water park is original to uh, as far as I could tell uh, about 30 years old um, the water park itself was replaced when the old pool was filled in, I'm not sure what, what I'm going to say, gravel and sand and 
concrete. Um, and a lot of the parts and apparatuses at the site are beyond their life cycle. Um, they were never built as a uh, proper water park uh, spray apparatus that you can purchase now from uh, accredited companies. Um, it was ingenious at the time, but its, it's life is slowly being spent. A number of the apparatuses, uh, we can't replace any longer, we can't get parts for them any longer. They are, they're just beyond their life cycle. So the Rotary uh, Club looked at this project and are interested in it. It's family focused, it's uh, community and regional focused. Uh, I know some of our other municipal partners are looking at water parks, but they are always well, well received. Um, if you pop down there on a plus 25 day, even plus 20, heck, we get phone calls the 1st of May of when are we opening the water park. Um, even when there's a little skip of snow on the ground, people get really excited. So there, this location really is uh, a gem, but it, it needs some love and it needs a, a revamp. So the idea would be that we uh, hire a company to do a complete redesign for the back portion, not the front portion. That front uh, apparatus system is fairly new in the grand scheme of things, but it's the back side. Um, develop a design plan. Uh, I have funding within our water park budget that we'll allocate. We were going to replace a few things, but we're going to hold off on that and use some of these funds to do a design plan uh, that then Rotary can uh, utilize uh, in partnership with us to initiate this project. So the question to Council this evening is, um, we're shifting gears on you. You did make a in-principle motion previously to 12-foot. Uh, council would still be supportive of um, supporting the Rotary, the Rotary Club in developing a design plan as their focus of their project with the Town of Peace River for their 70th anniversary job. Anything else, Brent? No, I, I, well, I, I mean, I could talk for hours too, but... Uh, um, you know, for us as a club, as I stated, we've been around for 71 years this year, and and um, you know our goal in this last year of conversation that we've had, uh, you know, numerous conversations with yourself and others, trying to figure out from a legacy point for Rotary what fits, what makes sense for the community, and uh, you know we've bantered around many ideas, and and. Uh, as of late, we're sort of landing on the uh, on the um, spray park, and and I think the thought process there is if we can come up with sort of some sort of long-term plan where you know we can we can be a key part of that and, and, and get the ball rolling, um, and maybe it's a staged you know a staged uh, process, and um, you know ultimately our goal would be to have something ready within the four years. Um, where it is um, presented as a, you know, as a as a rotary assisted project, um, we're not, you know, it, it's not about um, for us with rotary. It's it's the one thing that we haven't asked is we have our rotary symbol on there. It's not a rotary asset. It's a community asset, and we feel that um, uh, you know uh, it, it's a it's a key area that uh, that we can help with and. Uh, hopefully champion and, and get some other stakeholders on board and, and uh, kind of get it going. So that's where we're at. Well, thank you very much for that presentation. And uh, 
as soon as I read, as soon as I read this, uh, you had me sold on it right, right from the get-go. So, is there any comments or uh, questions from uh, council? I think it, as a Rotarian as well, I think it's an awesome, awesome idea. I think it aligns well with Rotary's mandate, and I think it also marries well with the fact that we have our name on the um, the park next door, the um, skate park. So I think a community asset that affects every single person and improves the quality of life overall. I th I can't see any any way that I would uh, think there was anything bad about that. I would support that one hundred percent. Just Mayor Manzer, any comments? No, I think it's a wonderful idea as well. And uh, is there a, a general, just out of the blue, guesstimate as to? what this might cost oh the options are endless here um <laughs> and that's something that we'll have to discuss with rotary what their comfort level is let's say uh because you we we can spend three hundred thousand we could spend seven hundred and fifty thousand you definitely can design options are endless yeah. If I can speak. Oh, Mr. Yes. Rostad, you had your hand up? Yeah. All I would comment to that is I think if, if the options are available that, that um, you know, that we can piecemeal it or, or maybe, you know, things go really well and we're able to complete and, and make it a uh, spectacular, um, you know, uh, finished product. I can relate back to our 60th anniversary project was Rotary House and Dave will relate and Shelly and Elaine back and, and when we first started Rotary House that was um, a one million dollar project uh, well that didn't quite end up that way and uh, and but we got it done so um, yeah we're not sure as a club what we're able to do yet um, we'd kind of like to see the plan we need to know what uh, you know what we want to bite off and commit to because if we do that then we're pretty much saying that we'll do it so um, but I think it's just a matter of figuring out what's what's the plan and um, I, I look at some of the development down in this area you know you have a skate park it fits well with that the Legion's looking at building a deck you have the art hub there you know I just I, I think that whole street becomes a, a, a kind of a center if you want to call it um, but anyways that's there my, my extra two bits that I have to throw in so. any other questions or comments so there is a uh, oh I was going to say a, a tube slide would be uh, would be kind of neato, but I know that that's a liability nightmare. So you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> if Valer can do it. So administration has a request that they're asking for the direction of council for a water play park renovation project with the Rotary Club of Peace River. And if anybody would like to make a motion, Mayor Manzer, never ever heard one from you. <laughs> well. I'm pleased to take the opportunity to uh, uh, direct administration to um, how do we phrase this so that admin knows that we're in favor of going forth with this project with Rotary. Uh, do you have a recommended? Read it out. Ms. Parsons has a recommended. Um, move that council note their support in principle of the proposed Rotary Club 75th anniversary legacy project being a design plan for the old side of the Peace River Water Park. Oh, that's beautiful. 
I'm pleased to, uh, yes, that would be a good motion. Nice. All those in favor? Excellent. And Ooh. it's carried. So one million dollar water park. Yay! <laughs> That's right. Oh, yes, oh even better. That was thank better. you very much. Thank yeah. you. And we look forward to That's exciting. Yeah, we do. It, I think it's exciting for the town and it, uh, it can be and we just gotta make it work out. There's a whole bunch of stuff, but just remember the town of Peace River, there's some of a liability there. So you can go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Here, this is to you. Okay, so uh, getting back to our agenda, um, item number 6.2, fee and charges bylaw number 2127 and amending bylaw number 2128. <laughs> Thank you. I'm wondering, just before we move to that, would you mind um, asking for a motion for the grants to organizations? I have one proposed for you. I'd like to propose that administration amend the draft policy to include council's suggestions and um, and to advance the policy to the regular council meeting for final discussion and adoption. Sure, who would like to make that motion? Councillor Shannon? All those in favor? And that's carried. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So, uh, fees and charges bylaw 2127 um, before you. It was given first reading on February 13th, and so administration is just bringing it back at this time to um, for further discussion if council has had any feedback. And uh, just to note, there was a couple of minor changes uh, since first reading was given. So there are four schedules within this um, bylaw covers corporate services, community services, engineering and infrastructure, and finally Schedule D speaks to protective services fees. Uh, there have been a couple of changes since first reading was given. You'd notice them, the changes were tracked within the policy or the bylaw, but uh, notably under corporate services, there was just um, a typographical error that was corrected under utility door cards. Under community services, we also had um, after first reading, it was noticed that the museum fees were missing, so those fees have been added back into the schedule. Uh, engineering's Schedule C, there was a few changes since first reading. Again, there was a typographical error, and then a section under Public Works Work Order had spoke to in IT services, so we've removed that. And Schedule D, there are um, quite a bit of changes that were done around the fire services bylaw fees and services after the um, team had done some external review and comparisons they've significantly updated some of those fees and I believe that's all I have at this moment uh, thank you CAO Miller I do have uh, myself have one question under schedule D uh, item number three false alarms I know when the fire department comes out with their uh, with their reports that false alarms and or alarm calls are probably the the largest one on their report, who's going to be looking after um, making sure these fees are implemented? We've had discussions with the fire chief, and we're going to be providing some administrative support to ensure that all those fees that should be charged will be charged moving forward. 
Uh, thank you. Any other uh, questions or comments from council? Mayor Manzer. Okay, seeing none, um, there is a proposed motion that council accept the briefing note regarding bylaws 2127 and 2128 for information. Is anybody willing to put a motion on the table? Councillor Carr makes that motion. All in favor? And that is carried. Uh, next item on the agenda, solid waste bylaw 2129. Uh, briefing note, re-solid waste bylaw number 2129. And who would be speaking to that? Thank you, that would be me again. <laughs> so, um, solid waste bylaw, as you mentioned, 2129 was given first reading on February 27. And council, um, we just brought this forward, it's been advertised now, and just for any further discussion, administration is intends to bring it forward at the next regular council meeting for second and third reading. Um, the bylaw, really the only changes as mentioned before at the last meeting was administration is recommending a $6 increase to the solid waste management fees. And this is largely in part to fund $3 of that fee is intended to fund the um, new service provision included in this year's budget for the yard waste, or yeah, yard waste collection over the summer months, and uh, the additional $3 per month per service is intended to go into a um, reserve for future operating unexpe unexpected expenditures or planned capital requests. And any questions on that? Any questions or comments from council, Mayor Manzer? I have some questions about certain parts of the bylaw. Is that what you would like right now? Sure. Those questions? Sure, that would be great. Okay, so my uh, questions uh, pertain to residential premises, which seems to be section 20. And then um, first one is 20E says place the private refuge containers uh, within 4.0 meters of the approved refuge or refuse container. Do we really mean four meters? Mm. It seems a big distance, like almost 18 feet or so. Some of these questions I um, will have to refer to uh, Director McQuaid, please. Okay, and then section G, um, I think I brought this up last week and there may be a very good reason for the 48 hours, but I'm wondering if that could change to 24 and maybe just the reasoning behind it would help me understand why we picked 48 when this was originally um, written. And then for section 21 and 22, I'm not really sure about the intent here. What I read it one way and it looks like I can get a tag for an extra garbage bag and sit that uh, extra garbage bag someplace within four meters of the uh, proper container. Or am I supposed to have my own uh, kind of garbage um, bin 
and uh, put it inside there. So, anyways, just clarification on that one. And that was really my questions on this. Thank you. We will make sure before we bring it back, or when we bring it back for second and third reading, that we'll have um, some information to provide you to make the decisions. Okay, is there any other uh, comments or questions from Council? No, seeing none, there is a proposed motion that Council accept the briefing note regarding bylaw. 2129 for information. Is somebody willing to? Thank you, Councillor Good. Uh, makes that motion. All in favor? And that is carried. Uh, CAO Miller, is there any unfinished business? No, I don't have anything. Thank you. Okay, moving on to item number eight new business. Um, item number two Peace Regional Pool Renovation Update. Thank you. <laughs> I was watching her stand up. They're doing the handshake. Uh, I feel like I should just stay put here. Yes, all now. night. Uh, for council's information, we just wanted to provide a, um, a brief update uh, a lot on the process of the capital project for the Peace Regional Pool, specifically the hot tub, and a little bit of an update on the potential slide project. Um, we had a little more work done today on that. Um, in January 2023, we proceeded with, a, a, you're well aware of the situation at the slot or the hot tub um, and the leaks that we've discovered over the last previous six months to a year. Uh, January, we did proceed with the demolition of the, of the hot tub. Uh, the contractor worked diligently to stay within the four week timeline. Uh, even moving to two week, um, for no, 20 hour days. 20 hour days, and, and um, also staying within the established budget too. Yeah, so. yeah. So um, the long and the short of it, the majority of the hot tub is out. Uh, some of the walk, walking way or the, the ramp down, uh, a portion at the top end of it is still in place because we didn't want to start getting too far uh, ahead of ourselves. Um, identified one area uh, where there was a bit of a sinkhole, but there wasn't sort of the, a gaping uh, mass underneath the missing, which is good news for us. So now, uh, currently, the RFP for engineering services is posted on the town website and the APC. So that's proceeding to confirm a engineer to start the process of detailed engineering design and then moving into construction. Um, we had a walk through today with uh, consultants that were interested, and we had one consultant show up. Uh, and off of the, his questions, we'll put together an addendum to send out to potential uh, engineering firms as well, just so everybody works off the same basis when they're putting their proposals in for to uh, do the <coughs> services for the hot tub replacement. So uh, some good points that were brought up today, uh, just some things that we can further refine and make sure that whichever consultant is putting together a proposal has as much information as they can before they uh, submit 
that and so and we're closing on that next Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. at 2 p.m. so we're looking forward to getting those uh, on APC it indicated that uh, a significant amount of firms didn't pull uh, the RFP to look at so there's about 20 different firms that did look at it with just the one uh, firm that actually showed up today to do the optional site visit to uh, look at conditions um, and then we also took the opportunity today to look at the slide project and just kind of uh, look at how we would potentially proceed with that one and in looking at that one because there are a couple of things that we need to do is one is uh, we know the slides got to come up uh, so we're looking at a potential demolition project for that one as well and then sorry could I get just for Mayor Manzer's benefit, could I get you to speak more into the mic just to make sure that she can hear properly? Because I notice it's a bit faint. I can't make okay. it go in here. Uh, so, <laughs> on this the slide portion that we looked at today, because there's a couple things that we need to look at there is uh, the demolition of the existing slide, and then uh, Director Bell and myself also looked at, uh, we want to do a structural assessment on the building to just con confirm. Uh, some of the structural elements that we've noticed some issues with. Uh, staff have been noticing some superficial cracking that we looked at today um, that needs to get addressed. So our proposed plan of action at this point in time is to first look at putting together uh, a demolition tender for the slide just to get it out of there. So we know we're going to get rid of it at some point, so we might as well get rid of that and that will allow us to actually look at some of the structural elements underneath the slide, especially up on the second level uh, that we're particularly interested with that notice some issues up there. Uh, so that will allow uh, the structural engineer uh, that we would put out an RFP for structural engineering services after that to come in and do a full structural ass assessment and then he will be able to look at all those details and elements that uh, we need to get uh, looked at as part of that. So we're looking at a partial partial demolition um, because the original the design work we've had to date on that particular project also a recommendation was to take out the slab underneath the slide which we're not going to do now because um, otherwise then I'd have the half the deck exposed so the idea would be to take off the tube the pillars and leave the footings probably at this point but that seat if you've been on the slide it's sitting on that seat what's going on underneath that that's our new <coughs> question and concern so we could do a structural assessment on the entire building but if we don't actually remove that seat they won't be able to see what's physically going on under there and that's a bit of we've had a few leaks in that particular area over the years, quite a few of them that we fixed and fixed and they, but we need to actually see underneath. Um, otherwise then your structural engineer is only doing a peripheral uh, exterior look, but they're not looking underneath or inside of your component. So that's the key piece. So we're probably looking at the slide being a phased uh, project, this similar to the hot tub. Phase one being demo, phase two more than likely looking at 2024 for replacement because we won't be able to do the slab demolition um, 
and have it sitting that exposed for a year that doesn't make any sense operationally so we're, we're we really need the structural assessment to double check that if we're doing this slide we're doing it right and we're not just replacing the tube and the pillars and the slab and then we have a big problem on that second level and that's where we've had a lot of leaking too so that's the corner that we're that I'm really concerned about because we're once again we're looking at the big picture yeah. how how do we get 10 to 15 more years out of this building so how we're approaching it is with that in mind so this way if we can get things as director bell said we want to get this done right so that way we can get the demolition and do the analysis and then when we put back the slide you know it's going to last that 10 to 15 years uh, and then we can look at the next stage of whether we get into a full pool replacement or what are the next steps at that point or worst case scenario if that whole upper area needs a complete replacement rebuilding whatever that looks like and cost wise it's beyond the comfort level then we haven't ripped apart a deck and we still have an operational area and the slide pool stays put there's nothing happening there so it's still an operational component for us to continue with so it's still a functional space but the actual tube and the pillars have been removed at that point and that upper level becomes storage storage area and the lower <laughs> area could be just uh, tables chairs low parasols programming space programming space yeah. Yeah. but until we have that structural engineer assessment um, this is our plan to get there to get that information to bring back to then make some of those final decisions going forward still the cheapest slide we've ever fixed I'm sorry <laughs> I'm not sure you wanted us to plan your day, but it wasn't good. <laughs> well, thank you for that report. Um, before I move forward, I notice there's a, another set of initials on Mayor Manzer's screen. Just wondering who that is. Communications coordinator. Oh, there we go. Okay, um, is there any comments or uh, questions from council on that report? Uh, Mayor Manzer. Um, so disappointing news, I, I guess. Um, tell me, in our budget, did we not have um, an allocation for the slide yes. as well as the hot tub? Yes, we do. We have uh, approximately 260000 270000 Please don't quote me on that. But within that range for the slide. Yeah. So we've used some of those dollars for the demolition, partial demolition of the tube and the pillars. Um, and then get the engineering report for that upper level <coughs> structural assessment and go from there. So does this um, um, tie in with the, um, the pool study that's being done? Yes. So is there a possibility that it will be decided that um, the timing is not right in order long-term life of the pool versus the life we might get out of a slide in yeah. sounds like two or three years. Yeah. Correct. So once we get that structural assessment, um, I'm using proper terminology, yeah. right? Yeah. Just want to make sure I'm using my words correctly. 
then those further decisions can be made and at that point we can say yes we'll proceed with the slide because it makes sense financially or maybe there's other options for us to look at I don't want to you know preclude what those options might be but there definitely would be other options to explore thanks is there any other uh, questions or comments from council um, seeing none, there is a proposed motion in front of us that council move to accept the Keys Regional Pool renovation update for information. Uh, Councillor Shannon makes that motion. All in favor? Thank you. Uh, that motion is carried. We'll provide updates as we provide, um, obtain more information. Next item on the agenda oh, is uh, a you're briefing up. note on drive oh, happiness. This <laughs> that's Director Bell again. It's me again. Me dramatic again because it's an exit for the, <laughs> the mayor here. Um, Deputy Mayor and Council, uh, we wanted to provide an update uh, or information to Council on a new service that we are in partnership with uh, an organization out of Edmonton actually. They are called Drive Happiness, and it was a Alberta Health Services that brought this organization to the attention of the municipalities of uh, Grimshaw, MD of Peace, the Town of Peace River, and Northern Sunrise County. Um, the Town of Grimshaw has uh, joined on very quickly as, long as, as well as Northern Sunrise County. It is one more option for individuals, um, specifically seniors. This is a seniors program. Um, and potentially mobility issues and access to traveling to Edmonton for appointments. That, that kind of um, access is a real challenge within the area. We do hear that quite often and the Town of Server and Grimshaw do not have uh, between community transportation options uh, for some of our uh, members of the community. So this gives them one more choice. Um, the program is uh, based out of, again, through the Drive Happiness organization. They're a nonprofit. Um, they're based out of Edmonton, but they're providing services through the entire province. Um, it's not Edmonton focused. Uh, they have a list on their website of communities that the, the program is running out of. They are the organizing body though we are just a um, promoter I guess is kind of our role we are the marketing and advertising for this program uh, we don't vet the volunteers the drive happiness organization does all of that they also do all of the matching of a driver volunteer driver to the clients and the riders so we are literally helping them sort of launch the program and start marketing it to the community. Right now we are focusing our efforts on um, trying to get the word out to find the volunteer drivers. They are volunteer drivers, they are not paid. They are only provided a reimbursement for their fuel costs. There's no other um, remuneration of any sorts to the driver, it's strictly on fuel expense. Clients, um, they have to apply to the program to be eligible to become a uh, rider of the program. Um, there is an extensive application process uh, for those riders um, through Drive Happiness. 
they do purchase sort of a voucher system. It's their method of um, payment. It's all through the Drive Happiness organization and through their website. We do anticipate having to assist some of those drivers with booking their appointments and doing some of the online applications because that's, quite frankly, that's what we do now for a lot of our senior clients, um, just getting access to um, web-based programs can be a bit of a challenge for some of our senior clients. Some of them are off and running and on their tablets and have no problem, others do. Um, so that, that's a quick summary of the program. Um, if anyone has any questions. I have one. What, what, are, what length of um, trips are we talking? Are we talking in town or out of town? Or? Out of town. Out in, of town. In and out, yes. So, so if you have an appointment in Edmonton or, or Grand Prairie, Grand that would Prairie. be, yep. okay, thank you. Yep. The volunteers in some cases, depending, the volunteer itself can also say, I'm happy to do lots of trips in town, or I could be your go-to out-of-town person, purpose, uh, individual to drive to Grand Prairie. There's, uh, for some individual volunteers, uh, not an expectation, but a possibility of helping the client into, let's say it's a medical office in Grand Prairie, they'll go in with them, they'll sort of a friendly listener helper for the day while they're with that um, that senior they match it, it's not as simple as just I need a ride here you go they try to match the volunteer I think also with the client so that there's some uh, collaborative approach to the individuals Thank you for that report. Um, I did have a few questions, and I know I mentioned it to a couple of counselors earlier, and I yeah. mentioned it to yourself. So when it comes to the volunteers yes. and their personal insurance, yes. um, actually, Councillor Good just to answer the question for me because he's on his website. I, I so looked it up um, earlier. Yes. If you want to read that out, it would be great. Um, Basically, Volunteer drivers do not are not required to have additional insurance beyond Correct. the legal requirement. Um, the Insurance Bureau of Canada recommends liability coverage to a million dollars. Um, you do not need to inform your insurance company that you're volunteer driving uh, because you're classified as pleasure driving because all of your driving in one year does not exceed 16,000 kilometers a year. If it does exceed that, you should notify your agent. You'll be classified to a different level. Your premium may increase. Um, what happens if something happens and the claim exceeds personal coverage? Very few claims exceed a million dollars, but it's an individual choice to get higher liability. Um, if the claim exceeds your personal coverage, the insurance company will make the claim against the Drive Happiness Organization, and they are insured against that. Correct. So there's a few more details, but the basic thing is you don't need to buy more volunteer to be a Drive Happiness driver, and you are covered if you have insurance correct and that's all part of their application process under the volunteer category so this is yeah when you when you apply to be a volunteer this is all the information that you're provided through the organization well thank you for that yeah um, the other couple of questions that I have is how does this um, how would this like I, I love the program I love the idea but how would this affect um, that organization, when it comes to our own taxi bylaw, 
and number two, mm -hmm. um, no, I think that's, yeah, and how, how would that affect the other taxi companies um, in town because we already have the taxi pass program? Sure, so this is not a taxi service, and I did a quick review of the taxi bylaws, <coughs> so um, I can go back and do a little bit more in-depth review. I, it was literally 10 minutes of a quick overview of the taxi bylaw. This is not a taxi service. There's not a, a fee for service that's going directly to the driver as in the taxi service. It's not a business. Um, these are volunteer drivers. So the, bio, the taxi bylaw would not apply in this particular case. It doesn't meet the taxi bylaw. It's not a taxi <coughs> service. Okay, so the $10 fee that I read then is specifically to the fuel. Correct. <coughs> the intent is that it's a, a fuel reimbursement to the driver. But they don't pay the driver, they pay the organization. Any other uh, comments or questions from council? Councilor Wojciech. So would they be buying the tickets strictly from Drive Happiness? Correct, yes. Okay, so as you read this, if they pay by credit card or email transfer, there's a $3 charge per ticket. Yeah, probably. So gotta look at that, because that's 30% surcharge. That's the joys of the credit card sur surcharges that are happening now, yeah. Any other comments or questions from council? Mayor Manzer. Give me 30 cents on a $10 ticket. Yeah, I don't, 3%. I'm not sure what their fee is. Because it'd be three cents on a dollar. Yeah. So 30 cents on 10. It says on their webpage, by uh, credit card over the phone with an additional $3 fee. So if you buy one ticket, you're paying 13 bucks. Okay, if you bought more tickets, probably you can spread that fee out over. Yes, I would it's, imagine. It's no? unfortunately what the credit card company is charging drive happiness, which then they're passing on to the, the client. Yeah. And we don't have any influence in terms of what they charge. Uh, that's their organizational decisions. Any other questions or comments? Uh, seeing none, there is a proposed proposed motion from administration that council accept the drive happiness initiative update for information anybody willing to put a motion on the floor yeah. councillor scannelhorn makes that motion all in favor Thank and you. that's carried uh, next item on the agenda is the march 2nd 2023 council community forum debrief Thank you. Okay, I just want to speak quickly about the Council's Community Forum. I want to say that um, it was well attended. It was attended by people live and people online. The feedback that we've received so far has been positive. Um, personally, I think that uh, Council did a great job. The responses that you had made to the questions were um, very reflective and I think I wish some of them could have been heard by the community as a whole because it makes you sort of look at things differently. So we are gonna um, post some of the questions, the questions that came forward, the answers. We are looking for up some information that we weren't able to provide in the immediate and 
we will be advertising once the um, live stream is up and the questions are up. And I hope that council as a whole enjoyed the experience. Uh, Councillor Shannon? Uh, do we have a date when the next one might maybe, or are we doing the next one? I just kind of wondered what the plan was. Oh. I guess the trade show is the next opportunity that you'll be out in public to speak to the community. I was more um, meaning like an actual event like this one, like a community forum that would be after the trade fair that would be. Okay. Yeah, I will go back and look. I believe that council had discussed meetings and what they looked like prior to my arrival. And so this one was already predetermined. So I'll just, you know, review with administration and come back to you and let you know what was in the future. Councillor Good. Just one comment. I'd like to sort of express a thank you for all the people that came out. I mean, there is, we thank them there, but also I think a public thank you because a lot of people took part in it. There were people online people coming down and the, the, I thought the level of discussion and the level of questioning was um, excellent. Very simply put, it was really a good experience. And just to add to that, I think our moderator did an exceptional job. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks to administration for organizing that. Uh, any other comments or concerns? Okay, seeing none, there is a proposed motion that Council accept the March 2nd, 2023 Council Community Forum debrief for information. Councillor Carr makes that motion. All in favor? And that is carried. So does Council want to take a quick five-minute break or do you want to power through? Power through? Okay. Uh, reports, uh, North Peace Housing Foundation, February 7th, 2023, board meeting synopsis. All right, so probably the biggest things to note, um, the outbreak updates are no longer gonna be publicly provided. It's just kind of, uh, it's part of the regular business now. So if you need information about that, those types of things, um, that's to, reach out to the specific locations that you wish to visit or, or whatever, if there's any current restrictions in place. Um, we have had very, very good, I don't know, luck, success, uh, selling some of the community housing properties that have been transferred to the possession of North Peace Housing by the province to then turn around and put on the market. Uh, we've darn near sold them all. And uh, I believe there is going to be more most of those properties didn't have much impact on us given that they were not located in Peace River. However, to the bargain hunting individual, there are more proposed to come into our possession from the province that we will be able to then turn around and decide as a foundation what to do with. Most likely um, also to be sold. And the only stipulation is any of the proceeds from those sales have to go back into the community housing program so they don't just get stuffed into the North Peace Housing's jeans pocket, not that that exists. Um, but these, uh, these funds will allow us to enhance uh, some of the current housing options or whatever that we do have. So that has been a very, very good and successful program over the last couple of years. And yeah, some, some, some of these properties have been um, 
purchased by those occupying them as well. So good news for those folks to get into home ownership. Uh, the other big bit of news, I suppose, for those of you enjoying Town of Peace River office life is uh, Willette Briscoe is now uh, come to the dark side. So she has left all of y'all and gone to there. So uh, send her a big huge thank you on her. Uh, I'm going to call the move up just because. <laughs> into a hot mic. Um, Interesting enough, um, we've had a few discussions about uh, filling various positions, trying to hire professionals. North Peace Housing has currently been suiting, searching for a suitable human resources uh, position uh, to be filled there, and that has not been filled for quite some time, over a year now. So these are the realities of organizations such as ours. Um, the town, uh, municipalities, school divisions, all these kinds of things, public organizations trying to fill professional positions. It is very difficult to do. And um, yeah, it's a lot of administrative pressure on those remaining in the office trying to cover off full-time duties of another position that just are having to be filled in mostly by our, our, our director, so our, our own CAO. So, um, she has uh, big shoes to fill. Any questions for me? Uh, failing anything that I can't answer, we also have another professional in the room that probably can. Lucky us. Um, seeing no uh, questions, thank you for that uh, report, Mr. Scanlon. Welcome, sir. Uh, the next item on the agenda, the Peace Regional Healthcare Attraction and Retention Committee, February 7th, 2023, draft minutes. So um, I'm on that committee and uh, a couple of uh, things of, uh, that stand out, I guess. We're searching for two more public members. We have one who resigned after serving for uh, probably four years. So we were very thankful to that individual. But so we need two more public members. And um, we have uh, the communities of Nampa, um, Peace River, Northern Sunrise, Northern Lights, MD of Peace, all part of that committee. So public members could come from uh, one and all. Uh, other things we're looking at, we're looking at hosting a uh, barbecue at Peace River Hospital in um, the Rural Healthcare Week, which is, starts May 29th. Um, we weren't able to do these sorts of things during COVID, so we're thinking that this might be a, a good opportunity to thank those that are are working, continuing to work, and welcome new members at the same time to our hospital and medical community. And um, we're discussing with uh, Grimshaw a possible event for high school um, grades 10, 11, and 12 for potential high health care careers. And that's basically it. Uh, thank you for that report. Is there any uh, questions for Mayor Manzer? Um, seeing none, I see no next on the agenda. There's no items for information. Item, oh, sorry. Um, uh, administration has a proposed motion that council accept reports nine points one and two for information. Uh, Councillor Shannon makes that motion. All in favor? And that is carried. Um, again, number 10, there's no items, new items for information. 
Item 11, key communication items. Ms. Parsons? Uh, perhaps we could talk about the um, rate increases that are upcoming and proposed for second and third readings, being the solid waste and the um, just fees and charges. About the, um, uh, call it partnership or whatever with Rotary Club, Any other comments? Move adjournment. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> Councillor Carr makes that motion. All in favor? And that motion's carried. Good night, everybody.